Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. All right, all right, wow. Hey, Mom, we got people in the building. (laughs) Man, I can't tell you that for the last 15 months, for the most part, preaching to a camera is one interesting thing, all right? It is an interesting thing. So feel free to just chat me down. In fact, I miss my crew right here who would encourage me and holler back at me while I'm preaching because uh, for 15 months I had been preaching at the Cause Church, so wonderful in Brea, an auditorium with 500, 1,000 seat capacity and only about four people in the room, all right? So it takes a lot of faith to know that you're talking to people on the other side of the camera, all right, even though there are no people in the building. Come on, somebody, amen. All right, so today my message uh, is titled, Having faith for your fight. Say, having faith for your fight. I have a question for you. What fight are you fighting today? What fight and what battle are you facing today? Over the last 15 months and over the last just even few weeks and in the course of the last few months, I have heard reports and just of people, even in my church, who are struggling, who are filled with anxiety, who are, who are stressing, you know, the, the pandemic has taken a toll, and it's going to be taking, in reality, it's going to take a while for us to get over this. Come on, y'all, all right? But through that, I'm so happy that we're here together because faith is a family, all right? And we need to fight, our fa- fight in our faith together, all right? So having faith for your fight. Having faith for your fight. Here in the context, in the book of Hebrews, and I'll talk a little bit of Habakkuk, But the context is about persecution, deep persecution. In fact, we don't know who the author is in the book of Hebrews, but scholars believe because it's so eloquent and articulate, people like to believe that it's Paul the Apostle. And honestly, that doesn't matter as much who written it, but what is inside the letter that matters most to the church of Jerusalem. It is written to the church of Jerusalem, to the Jews of Jerusalem, who are new converts to this new religion, to this new movement called the way, called Christ following, called Christianity. But they're facing persecution. They're not receiving their inheritance. They're being kicked out of the family. And I've seen this. This happens to this very day in Lebanon, in China, in Muslim countries. If you come out as a Christian, you are not celebrated over there. Come on, y'all. All right. They are being persecuted for their faith. All right. And in, in this letter, we see an encouragement. Cha- uh, Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith. Say the hall of faith. We see mighty people, the Bible commends them as ancients who, who followed God in difficult times. What faith, what fight are you facing today? What stresses are you dealing with today? What hopelessness are you dealing with today? What discouragements are you fighting this morning? I want to tell you that you have a faith so powerful that you can overcome any obstacle that you're facing in the name of Jesus. Come on, that deserves a better praise clap than that. And I want to let you know that you're here today because of your faith. You're standing strong today because of your faith. I've been meditating on Ephesians chapter 6. When you've done everything you can to stand, stand firm in your faith. Amen. Let me tell you right now that the devil wants to eat your faith like, like a fat man loves chocolate cake. Come on, somebody. That's not politically correct, but it is true. And I love chocolate cake, man. Come on, somebody. All right? Especially when you go to Costco, it's like 12 bucks for that big old chocolate cake. I bought that 
uh, the, the very beginning of the pandemic, never again, because I ate the whole thing. And let me tell you, man, I'm going through, I am going through a fight right now. I'm going through a fight with food, y'all, all right? I love food, man. I love food, okay? I love sugar. I love cake. I had boba cake the other day, and I'm on a diet, so it's, it's really, really hard, all right? But I want to speak to your faith this morning. The word I have for you is from God, and he wants to encourage your faith. The Lord told me as I was praying in my little pink plush room to encourage the church, Michael. Strengthen my people, Michael. Like a good defibrillator, I want to uh, uh, supercharge your faith today because God loves you, and he has a destiny, and he has a purpose for you. And I know that things have seen hope, like they're hopeless, but there's always hope in the name of Jesus. There's always hope. And I feel like the theme of what we've been going through the last 15 months is hopelessness, is discouragement. So what is, why, why does Paul, or, or I'm saying Paul, but the writer of Hebrews bring, up, bring this up. In fact, what he's doing, because I love theology and I love Bible, he's talking presently about their struggles, about don't turn back to Judaism, Christ followers. Don't turn back to Judaism. You've seen in this early movement the miracles of Jesus. You've seen the apostles' miraculous healings. You've seen just Peter's shadow walk by people and heal people. You've seen things, Christ followers, and I want you to encourage your faith despite what you're going through right now in this current predicament. But what Paul, or what the author of Hebrews does is he speaks to, the, he uses a reference from a generation, generations ago, from Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. Which Habakkuk was, if you have, how many read the book of Habakkuk? It's only three or four chapters. It's very, you can read that in five minutes, really. And you know how the book of Habakkuk opens up? I love that the writer, so poet, poetic, he brings back this scripture from generations ago that the righteous shall live by faith. And why does he do this? Why does the writer write this to the Hebrews now? Because Habakkuk faced some trials in his day. Habakkuk, the very first chapter of Habakkuk, the way it opens up is he, it starts off with Habakkuk's complaint. Habakkuk is complaining to God. God, do you hear me? God, I keep crying out for uh, violence, injustice, idolatry is pervasive. Uh, our country, Judah, is serving different gods. God, why am I even talking to you? Are you even listening to me? Am I talking to one, anyone today? God, where are you in my family? God, where are you in my stress? God, where are you in my city? God, where are you in my state? God, where are you in my country? God, I've been praying to you for a breakthrough. Where are you? And a whole nother chapter comes through, chapter 2. And know the chapter is titled, The Lord Answers. I want to let you know right now that you don't serve a deaf God, that you don't serve a mute God. He's going to come through. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith. You know what the Lord tells him. He says, Habakkuk, oh, boo-boo, you don't even know. He says, I'm about to judge Judah. I see their idolatry, and I've sent them prophet after prophet, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and they kill them, and they throw them in pits, and they disregard them. But watch this. I'm bringing the Babylonians to do my judgment for me, and they're going to conquer you. That's called the book of Daniel, Ezekiel, all right? And, and what happens is uh, in, in chapter 2, at the Lord's response, he says, the righteous will live by faith. Get this in your spirit today before you walk out of here. The righteous shall walk and live by faith. Do you even realize that this very verse is a dichotomy between the physical and the spiritual, that the righteous shall walk by faith and not by sight, that the righteous shall walk by faith and not by sight? What, is what are your eyes discouraging you from this morning? What are you seeing at home that is stopping you from your faith from growing? Come on, somebody, anyone out there. 
God wants your faith, God wants you to feed your faith and doubt your doubts. All right. Let me just share this story. It's not really in my notes, but planning a church is really hard and it takes a lot of faith. I remember the first two, three years of preaching in, in, in this church. Man, it was even way, it was way small. But I had to keep encouraging myself about what God said to my spirit rather than what I seen in the natural. Come on, somebody. I had to continually be encouraged by what the word of God said and what God has told me in, in prayer rather than what I see with my physical eyes. Some of you are going home and the marriage is difficult and you're seeing and you're seeing and you're seeing and it's making you doubt. Your, 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 your natural conditions, you're hearing something, you're seeing something, and it's making you doubt what God has said to you in your faith. I love the story I, I heard not too long ago about a young boy whose house caught on fire. His house, it was, it was, it was blazing a fire in, in the night, and the young boy, to save his life, ran up to the roof, and his father had gotten out through the front door and was at the, at the, at the, at the, at the, at the ground level. And the, and the son was trying to figure out what to do to save his life. He's on the roof. And then all of a sudden, he hears a voice out the ground and says, Son, son, I see you. Jump down. I'll catch you. And the son, he can't see the dad, but he hears the dad. And he says, Dad, is that you? The, 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 the dad says, Yes, that's me. Son, I know you can't see me, but I can see you. And I, dad, son, I know you can't see me, but I know you can hear me. That's how faith works sometimes. And that's how the Holy Ghost works sometimes. It's deep within your spirit. And just because you can't see what you want to see when you want to see it, it don't mean that God ain't moving. Let me say that again. Just because you don't see what you want to see. When you want God to do it, don't mean that God is not doing it. Like a beautiful tapestry, Middle Eastern. If any of you seen it, they're a masterful work of creativity. But boy, if you turn that tapestry around, it looks ugly. It's out of order. It looks disordered. It looks like you don't understand it. But on the other side of that disorder, God is doing something behind the very curtain of your problems. Come on, somebody. God is doing something behind the very marital problems, behind the stresses of your life. God is up to something. I love that, that one preacher says that God is up to something. And faith is not merely you're your holding on to God, but watch this. It is God holding on to you. I need someone in my church to believe that whether you don't feel God, you have to realize that God is holding you through the problems and through the proclivities of your life. Even if you don't feel it or see it or hear it or smell it, if that makes sense, God is up to something in your life. Come on, somebody. God is up to something. Say that God is up to something. And I want you to say this after me. Say, I believe it. I believe say, I believe it. I believe it. Now watch this. Expect it. Ooh, come on, somebody. One of the scriptures that I was meditating on in preparation is Luke chapter 22, verse 31. And I want you to know this, that you have a God in heaven who loves you so dearly, child of God. Do you know that the Bible says that Jesus is constantly interceding for you? constantly interceding for you. Like the Bible says in 11, Hebrews 11, chapter 1, in the voice, it says there are realities that you don't even know, Bhutan. There are realities that you, just because you don't see it, that's what faith is. Faith is, is, is the invisible. It's a, a complete conviction and confidence that God is up to something, even if I don't feel it when I want it. Come on, somebody. I need someone to believe that in my church. I don't care if it's just one person. God is speaking to someone today. Luke chapter 22, verse 31, it says, Simon, Simon, watch this. Watch this. And, and notice Jesus says, Simon. He's not saying Peter. Jesus is saying, Simon, 
Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. Wow. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And, and, you, and when you have turned back or repented, another version will say, watch this, strengthen your brothers. Isn't that amazing? I don't know if Peter has heard anything scary in his life, but that's crazy, okay? Satan has asked to sift me like Do you know what sifting wheat is about in the Old Testament? Sifting wheat is about removing the good from the bad. It's about putting it through a mill or a grain mill, taking out the, 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 the stock, the, ba- the bad part that's unedible, and, and, and res- with the result of the edible part. It's taking, so what, God, what, what Jesus is saying is that Satan is saying to, uh, about you, Peter, I want to remove your faith from you, boo-boo. I want to take your faith from you because I know you got something on your life. I know that you are going to be the leader of the church. I know that you're going to be the rock. I know that you're going to be a mover and a shaker. And I want to talk to Simon, but I want to rename you Simon to Peter because I want to speak to your destiny because I have faith for you. And I want you to see that you, you have an incredible faith and destiny over your life. I believe this with all my soul for the people in my church today that you have a purpose despite what you're going through. You, you have a promise despite what you're facing in the realities of your life right now. I love that Jesus says, Simon, I prayed for you that your faith may not fail. I have a question for you this morning. How is your faith doing? You know what my prayer for your faith is? My prayer is that, you would, uh, that God would open your eyes. The other day I went to, um, the other day I filmed my last message at the cause uh, um, in Brea. And I asked the Lord, please, Lord, open up my eyes because I'm, I, there's, there's some things that are causing me to kind of doubt or kind of just, uh, just I, I just need to see you in, in, in this certain area of my life. And on the way, uh, I usually put my earbuds while I drive. I don't know if that's illegal or not, but I just need motivation before I preach. And my wife's doing her thing in the passenger seat. And all the way, all, all of a sudden, on Fullerton Road, on our way to Brea, I ask God to open up my eyes. I see a car, a black car with a yellow license plate, literally, that was on, on the right side of me, crossed over to my lane, drove faster up the hill than me, and it said this, Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. I said, honey, look, at that, look up that verse as we're driving. I don't know what that is, but look that up. And it said this, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Let me tell you, your God hears you. He's praying for you. He loves you. He's interceding for you. And you have to believe and be committed to in your faith that God is doing something on the other side. Come on, somebody. He's doing something on the other side. I love what 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says. It says this, For we walk by faith and not by sight. An amplified version opens it up a little bit. It says, living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief. See, that's what faith is. Faith is confidence. Some of us have lost confidence because we're being hard-pressed, because we're being attacked. Let me tell you how hard this service was. This service, we've had hiccup after hiccup, uh, uh, decline after decline, just uh, distraction after distraction. But every single day, I read my word like I drink water. I said, Lord, you're going to do it. It's not about the lights. It's not about the technology. It's about your presence, and your people need your presence, Lord. No matter what comes, hell or high water, I've made up my mind, Jesus, and you're going to move through my church. You're going to move through me. Come on, somebody. It's a confidence. There are realities. Do you know that there are realities that you cannot see that our scientists know this stuff? Come on, y'all. 
There are, there are gamma rays, there are infrared rays. Right now, at the very sound of my voice, there's energy bouncing across the walls. There's light energy. Right? There's realities that are not seen. Why are we giving God a hard time just because we don't see what we want to see when we want it? It's going to come in Jesus' name. It's going to come. In fact, I used to say this all the time. I prayed for you before you even got here. I prayed for you before you even Google searched our church. I prayed for your family before they even got saved. You're an answer to my prayer years ago in Jesus' name because I believed it. Let me tell you, your eyes ought not to dictate your faith. We live by faith, not by sight. I have a confidence of what Jesus has told me, and I have a confidence in his word, word despite what I see, despite what I hear. I'm speaking to someone today, and you know the thing about faith that is frustrating. Watch this. Listen to me, somebody. You're trying to understand. Say understand. You're trying to understand everything. You're trying to understand your problem. You're trying to understand why that person walked away. You're trying to understand why you lost the job. You're trying to understand the pain that you feel. I know what you feel. I've been through hell. I've been through pain in my life, if you know my story. But watch this. <laughs> I don't know about you because I'm human, all right, and I admit that. But because I'm human, the more you try to understand, the more angry you get. But I love what Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6 says, trust the confidence. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean to your understanding but in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. He will direct your path. Let me tell you, you have a path, and God is trying to direct you. Stop trying to understand everything. Let me tell you, if I, if I try to understand everything, I'm a planner too, by the way, A, B, C, D, Z, all right, and then A, A, B, B, that's me. That's the kind of planning I do. But watch this. I've already made up my mind. God, it's in your hands. I trust you. You said it. I believe it. You spoke it. You wrote it. I believe it. I stand on it. Devil, you ain't going to move me from my stance of faith in Jesus name so what are you facing today let me speak to your faith Jesus is praying for you I've prayed for you every single day through the pandemic believing for you even though I don't understand everything you're facing but let me tell you one thing that we're, that's been missing in, in obviously our church and I'm so happy that we're here today is that we need each other say each other we need each other there's nothing like community and camaraderie. There's nothing like the people of God, the body of God coming together. You know, one of the things that was happening in this context, in the book of Hebrews, what were they doing? They were forsaking the gathering of the saints. Why? Because they weren't going through a pandemic. They had a different kind of pandemic called fear, right? Losing their life, persecution. They said, we ain't going to meet because well, I don't want to lose my inheritance. I don't want to lose my life. I love my family. But the Bible is saying, stand up in your faith and believe what you see. Believe the miracles that you've seen. Believe on the evidence, all right, that God is moving and that God is with, with you, all right? So I want to encourage your faith today. No matter what you're going, I'm speaking to a situation that marriage is going to be healed, that job is going to come through, that paycheck is going to come in the mail, that healing is on its way, and even though you don't understand, God is going to make a way for you to be healed in the name of Jesus. I need someone in my church today to try not to understand. Instead, trust more than you try to understand. Trust more than you try to understand. And every time you don't understand, God, I trust you. God, I need you like water. God, I don't get it, and my mind is this big, but I know, God, you created the universe all by your spoken word, so I trust you. You know all things, and all things are before you. So before I try to understand everything, and as, it, as much as it frustrates me, Lord, I trust you. That's what faith is. That's what faith is. It's trusting despite not understanding. It's taking the first step even though you don't see 
the, 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 the stair, the step, all right? I remember a few years ago, well, probably like five years ago. I know it's hot, y'all, but it, it's better than being in the other place. Come on, y'all, okay? <laughs> I'm sweating up here, too. At least we're not in hot Atlanta and on this day, okay? The South, anyone been there in the summer? Oof. Anyway, that's another story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> lost my place. That happens with preachers. I go on tangents and rabbit trails. Oh, the other few years ago, um, I, I had, was working full-time at another job and pastoring full-time. And a, a coworker who's at, who is 30, 31 years old, she had, real, she had uh, a doctor's appointment. And in that doctor's appointment, she had, uh, they had, the doctors had found stage one cancer, breast cancer. And she says, Michael, I'm, a, I'm, 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 I'm Egyptian and I'm Christian and, and from the tradition of the Egypt faith, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christ follower, I'm a Coptic Christian. But she said, Michael, I'm struggling in my faith. Michael, I'm mad at God. What she did is she called me. So we drove from Azusa in the night with my wife, uh, probably 6, 7 p.m. We drove from Azusa all the way to La Puente. Yeah, La, La Puente, that's what's up, all right? And uh, uh, she said, Michael, I'm angry at God. Why could he do this to me? Why did he do this to me? Why am I, I, I don't want to go through this. I don't want this pain in my life. And I'm so upset at him because I trust him and I do love him and I do believe in him. But let me tell you, that's life. Life ain't fair. Life just, there are things that life will throw at you. But, and I'll, I'll get back to that. She says, Michael, I'm angry. Man, sometimes you just don't have the words, even if you're a pastor. And all I could hear at that moment was a cricket. That's how silent it was after her, her, her anger. It was a cricket. Beep, beep. I don't know how crickets sound. All right, creak, 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 creak. I don't know. I'm actually doing that with my daughter right now. She, what is it? How does a chicken sound? Beep, beep. Anyway, I heard a cricket. <laughs> and something, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. I said, Rita, you hear that? She said, yeah. I said, where is it at? She said, I don't know. I hear it, though. I said, I want you to know just because you can't see it don't mean that God is not with you. And just because you're feeling a certain type of way and your anger is valid and your anger is, 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 I understand it because we go through pain in this life, but I need you to not give up on your faith. Let me tell you, she's cancer-free today in the name of Jesus. Okay? Cancer-free. Cancer-free. You need to stand your ground in faith. And as I close my message today, I love, I love, I love, I love. And I'm fighting back tears because I'm facing so many emotions with just disservice. But I love what 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 says. This is Paul. Paul the Apostle. Writing his, one of his last letters, perhaps, to Timothy. Young Timothy, who is probably in his 30s, going to take over the biggest church that Paul had planted in the area called Ephesus. And this is what he says. For I'm already being poured out like a drink offering. And the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Don't gloss over that when you read the Bible. Think about that. I fought the good fight. Faith is a fight. What fight are you facing today? Stand your ground in the name of Jesus. I have finished the race. Faith is a marathon, not a sprint. It's okay if you struggle in your faith. It's okay if you have doubts in your faith. I know Mother Teresa wrote a book and she talked about doubting and the whole world acted like she wasn't human, all right? She is a saint, thank God. She's canonized, Catholic Church, I made, but we're all saints in the name of Jesus because we're followers of Christ and we're righteous through Jesus Christ. But let me tell you, we're human and we go through stuff. That's why we need each other. 
That's why we need his word. That's why we need to fight in prayer. That's why we need to stand together. That's why we need to worship together in the name of Jesus. So if you're falling down in the race, get back up. Let me tell you, you know what Hebrews chapter 11 says? You have amazing uh, people cheering you on in the grandstands of heaven. Abraham, Moses, they've all faced trials, but they've overcome in the name of Jesus. Who am I talking to right now on live stream, on your couch, eating your Cheerios? Fight your fight for your faith. He says, I have kept the faith. Watch this. If anyone had a lot of problems and a lot of issues because of, of, of his faith was Paul. He faced things in one day than we would ever face in a lifetime. He was thrown in jail. He was lashed. He was whipped. He was maligned. His churches went crazy. Corinthians went crazy, if you know that church, okay? Things were, were out of control. He's, he's the one who wrote in 2 Corinthians, I'm hard-pressed on every side. I feel attacked, but I'm not overcome. But watch this. If anyone had any right, so to speak, to give up their faith, it's him to throw in the towel. But I love, watch this. He says... I kept my faith. Let me talk to someone today. Keep your faith. Keep the faith. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm fighting in my war room, prayer room with the devil, take my house, take my car, take whatever you want, but you ain't taking my faith in the name of Jesus. My faith has got me here. My faith has made me strong. My faith has made me the man I am. Today, my faith has, has given me the family and daughter I've always prayed for in the name of Jesus. My faith has brought me healing. Who am I speaking to today? My faith is going to make me persevere and endure the hardships of my life. You can have whatever you want, world, but you can't have my faith. Take whatever you want because it's temporary. It's not eternal. And my eyes are set on Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith. I'm going heavenward in the name of Jesus. That's what Paul, that's what, this is the, the amazing, one of the most amazing men of the Bible, Paul, sitting in a Philippian jail, telling the Philippian church who are not in bars like he is, and saying, be content in all situations. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. This message is for someone today, for the church today, to strengthen you. Keep the faith. Don't be moved by the, the situations in your life. Stand firm. Stand your ground. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to The Calling Church. Bring a friend. We would love to meet you. Also, stay connected to our church via our website, The Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you.